Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. You know, you, you just have to clap with some smile in your face. You know, just like the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, just like I came with all my heart that I was not pushed or forced, that I came to see God. It is glad to come to the house of the Lord. That I'm happy I'm here because I know God is here. That there's nowhere I can be today than being here. So I'm fully convinced that this is where God wants me to be today. So as I'm clapping, I'm clapping with joy of testimony. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. There is no one like unto our God. Great is the name of the Lord. My soul bless the Lord. And forget not all his benefits. My soul forget not all that he has done for you. Who redeem your soul from destruction. And from the expectation of the wicked one. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God has been so good to us. From the first day to today. He has never ceased being so good to us. He's the God of all times. Every moment, every season, God doesn't change. Your situation will not change God. Your condition will not change God. God is forever faithful. Pastor Larry, God is forever faithful. Hallelujah. Even in my tears, God is faithful. In my laughter, God is faithful. In the days of my joy, God is faithful. In my sadness, God is faithful. Forever He's faithful. Hallelujah. He's an unchangeable God. Uncomparable Father. Hallelujah. In bad times and good times, God is good. And He's been good to us forever. Oh, we will not serve a God as this. We love Him. Hallelujah. We love Him with all our hearts. You pull our hearts, you pull our flesh, and God is still there. Hallelujah. And we thank God for all that he has done. I want to thank God so much for his faithfulness. And thank God I cannot go on without thanking my wife who has been patient to marry me for 34 years. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he's been a woman of wisdom and the source of our ministry. So he's my own bishop, my lover, my only wife. And the mother of my four children. So, Pastor Bishop Quinster, let's give a cup offering. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to thank God so much for my sister, the one that has made me proud, the one that really has lifted my spirit up, and all of us. And for all that God has used her to do in these days, we cannot underestimate the grace that God has bestowed on her, our pastor, Angela. Let's give it, let's, let's thank God for her life. Hallelujah! Glory, 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 glory. Oh, God is great. Hallelujah. We thank God. We thank God. I keep watching. Every Sunday, I'm live with you. And I keep watching the service from beginning to end. And myself and my wife, we have been amazed about the grace. And, you know, we, we follow her and she ministers and we keep praying for her and supporting her in prayer. We see what God is doing. I know it is the beginning of greater things to come. And God is going to take us to another level. And as you honor and you believe, I would say, as you believe the prophet and the women and the men of God in the house, you shall prosper. And for whatever she does, God shall give you grace to receive solutions and answers. In Jesus' name. So our prayers, our love, our support is with you. Go. There's no limit to the grace of God upon your life. Take us to where God wants us to be. And we shall follow you. More grace, more grace, more grace, more grace, more grace. Hallelujah! Amen! What a beautiful day. And we cannot, we cannot, and she cannot do it without the help of all of you. And especially I want to thank God for the pastors, the leaders of this house. In fact, she has shared a lot of things. Your love, your care, you have never left her alone. Pastor Larry, Pastor Shirley, Pastor I, or Pastor Mike, and uh, all the pastors in the house. Pastor, I think Patricia, I mean, God also stand with you for the good work and the support you have given to her. Let's put our hands for all the pastors, the leaders, and everybody. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Now you may be seated as royals in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to thank God so much for bringing us back. This is our home. I told you the last time I left here that I have come to be part of you. Um, it's not by choice. It's by force. <laughs> and so I feel like I've come home. And my heart is here. And when I see the faces I've seen and the people who have made this ministry continually being open and going forward as other people are being blessed and the missionaries, the heart of missions in this ministry, I know that God is taking us somewhere. I pray for grace of God upon everyone that has been of a help. That God raise you up for a time as this. So look forward and the purpose of God in your life in such a time and fulfill your mission. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for all the children who has also stood, who stood with mommy and encouraged her and have shown their love and the support for her. The Lord God Almighty is with you also. Amen. But today we want to get into business. And I prayed God and asked God, what will you want me to share with your church as I'm going back? And I would not want to do something different from what the foundation that has been laid. But I want to follow the foundation that has been laid. Amen. And the Bible says in the book of First Corinthians chapter 3, it says there is no other foundation that is laid than that which has been laid, which is Christ Jesus. So let everyone be careful how you build upon this foundation. For every man's work shall be tested. And the Bible says, and our works shall go through fire. It shall be tested as of fire. And if our work stands, then we shall be saved, but as through fire. It says, if any man brings this work into the house of God and the foundation, gold, silver, wood, hay, stone, and clay, every work shall pass through fire. The time of test shall come. Hallelujah. But then Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10 says, that if you faint in time of adversity, then your strength is small. If we faint, if we give up in times of adversity, then our strength is small. But we want to thank God that our strength is great and greater. Hallelujah. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number 5 verse 14 says, For the love of God compels us or constrains us. To do what we are doing. For we love Christ. We love him. And we heard our pastor say. The, the master says. Go to the streets and to the corners. And compare people. Gather them. Force them. Bring them to the house. For there is food and bread in the house. Amen. There is food. There is bread in the house. So we must compare people to come to Christ. And to come follow our faith. And to come taste of the living bread. That is our mission. That is our goal. That will touch lives. And as I walk in and I find what is written here. Two people in six months. I say six months is too much. <laughs> two people in six months. And I know it was a confirmation to what the Lord has asked me to preach. God is in this house. I said God is in this house. Yesterday I was with Pastor Angela and we were talking and she was saying some things and I look at my wife and my wife look and we laugh. Because all that she was saying was what the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you. So it was like a confirmation of all that God has put on my heart to share with you today. And she testified of the good works, of the good people, of the support she's receiving. That everybody says support and the love. And God, the Holy Spirit said, this is why I gave you this message. Hallelujah. But I know you are an answer in the house of the Lord. God has called you to be a solution. Everybody say solution. solution. God has called you to be a solution and not a liability. He has called you to be an asset in the house of the Lord. Amen. And so you are here to bless God and to be blessed by God. 
Most times we go to church or we go to God and we want God to bless us. But you see, we don't only serve a God that blesses us. We serve a God also that wants us to come and bless Him. So we bless God and God blesses us. Amen. So I always say wherever I go, I say, if you cannot connect, you cannot collect. Amen. If you cannot connect, you can't collect. If you want love, connect love and collect love. If you want respect, connect respect and collect respect. So if you don't know how to connect, you cannot collect. And so God is bringing you into the house to connect. That you can collect. Today I pray for you that after today's service, that you will not go home the same. That if you came sick, you go with healing. If you came depressed, you go with freedom. If you came with tears, you go with laughter. This amen is suffering violence. Let's shout it louder. If you believe it, shout amen. Hallelujah. And so we are going with laughter and with testimony. All our tears are being laid at the feet of the Lord Jesus. And we are going with laughter. If you love laughter, let your amen be louder than every amen. Hallelujah. I came, I'm coming from a background where you say, when you say, let's kill the devil, you say, Amen. So we want to always say amen to good things. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles with me quickly and shortly. I'm going to be brief. I pray that angels will stop this watch, delay it. Because anytime I come here, it's like the, 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 the time just runs so fast. Turn with me to the book of Psalm, Psalm 1. 37, and let's look unto God in prayer. Father, we want to thank you for such a time as this. Lord, we want to thank you, Father, for all you have purpose to do. We want to thank you, God, for your grace in this house. Lord, we want to thank you because you beautify all things in your own time and season. I pray that you will raise men and women in this house for a great purpose and a great mission. That we shall fulfill the task, the calling, O oh God, and your purpose for this house. We thank you that we are in the ark and we are saved from the fraud. In Jesus' name. Amen. I say we thank God that we are in the ark and we are saved from the fraud. Amen. Amen. Psalm 137. Psalm 137. Psalm 137 says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung up all our instruments upon the hollow in the midst of it. For they that carried us away captivity asked of us a song. And those who wasted us required a man. Saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. They required songs from Zion. They knew that the songs of Zion were songs of deliverance. They knew that the songs of Zion were songs of healing. They knew that the songs of Zion were songs of liberation. So they requested them to sing the songs of Zion. They needed the songs of Zion. Church. There are many people outside who need our worship. They need our message. They need our fellowship. They are seeking, they know that God is here. They know we are God's children, we are God's people. If they are seeking praise, they talk about us. They say it that in act fellowship, there is deliverance. In act fellowship, there is freedom, there is joy. They say it in the secret praise. They need our fellowship. Someone must carry the church to them and bring them to the house of God. They required of us the songs of Zion, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the lost song in a foreign or in a strange land? Verse 5 says, If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget his skills. If I do not remember you, Oh, Jerusalem, let my tongue cleave to the roof 
of my mouth if I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. If I do not exalt Jerusalem is the praise, the house, the presence of God at that time. The ark of God was in Jerusalem. And everybody goes to Jerusalem to seek God. But Jesus came in and said, it's not time for you to go to Jerusalem or go to the mountain. The time has come when the true worshippers are worship God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So we are in Jerusalem. We are in the mount of God. We are in the house of God. We are in Zion. And we have a song of deliverance. We have a song of hope. We have a song that the world needs. We must sing this song to the world. We must reach out. It will take you and I to take the gospel of Jesus and to tell them that Jesus loves you. That is why six months is too much for two people. Anytime I come in here and I have to go back with a, with a stomach fill up because... They take me everywhere to eat. <laughs> and I tell Noja always, I say, Noja, whatever you want, I want. And so she makes everywhere we go to. You see, but one thing is this, that there are some restaurants you go to eat. They don't know you. They don't care about you. But you go, you eat, you pay. And then you call someone and tell them, if you want the best food, go to that restaurant. You introduce somebody and say, well... And I want you to go there and taste that food. And you take people there, they don't know you, you don't belong there. But yet you are patronizing them. What about your church? What about the house of God? What about where God dwells? What about where I come to receive my deliverance? How many people have you introduced to your church? How many people have you at your working place, at your schools, your friends, your family members? If you want, if you want the best church, the good church. I will take you to my chain. That is the best restaurant you can eat from. I have the best, best pastor, anointed woman of God. If you want to hear the message preached, undiluted, come sit at her feet and hear the gospel. This is the restaurant we must bring somebody to. This is the restaurant we must introduce somebody and say, come to this restaurant. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. We eat bread here. He said, when you pray, tell God, give us this day our daily bread. There is a daily bread here today for somebody. There is a daily bread here today. Somebody must come and taste of this daily bread. But it will need you. It takes you to point somebody. In the book of John chapter 1, verse number 37 to 45, Bible said, Jesus had lived on this earth for 30 years. I have not started my message, but I just making an introduction. Because of what I saw. Jesus had lived on this year at for 30 days. For 30 years, sorry. And the Bible says in John chapter 1, that without him was nothing made that was made. He was with God, and with him all things were created. So all things were created. He was God. The Bible says, Emmanuel, God is with us. He's Emmanuel. God himself was with them for 30 years. And nobody knew him. The only people that knew him, knew him as the capitan's son. That is how they called him, the capitan's son. 30 good years. Can you believe living with someone for 30 years, not knowing what the man carries? You are closer to testimony and never experience testimony. Because you never ever recognize what is in you, what is with you. Until we begin to recognize what we have in this house, we cannot celebrate what we have. And if you don't celebrate what you have, gradually it shall be taken out from you. And when it's taken out from you, then you say, had I know. But had I know, it's always at last. So Jesus was with them for 30 years. Nobody knew him. Nobody considered him, but yet he was Emmanuel. God is with us. God himself was with them for 30 years. Then one day, everybody say one day. Today is that one day. Hallelujah. May today be that one day that you walk out of this room and go to your working place, to your schools, to wherever you are, to your family, and say, this is my one day. Bible said one day in John chapter 1, Bible said Jesus was passing by. 
And nobody even considered him. But there was a man called John the Baptist. Bible said when he saw him passing, he said, Behold the lamp of God. He pointed, Bible said, he pointed unto him and said, Behold the lamp of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He said, Behold the lamp. And Bible said, Immediately. Everybody say, Immediately. Not the next day, not the next month, not six months later. Immediately, Bible said, People followed him. Why? Because somebody pointed. For 30 years, nobody pointed, but a man was anointed, loaded, he was God with us. He was the healer, the savior, the deliverer, the answer, and nobody considered him. But one day, John the Baptist looked at him and said, Behold the lamp of God that takes away the sins of the world. And Bible said, Immediately, people followed him. Jesus looked back and said, Why are you following me? He said, Because we want to know where you dwell. People want to know where we dwell. But you tell somebody to point them to Acts Fellowship. And say, come, come see what God is doing. Come hear the gospel preach. Come for your deliverance. Come sit at the feet of this woman of God. Come and see something different. Somebody must point somebody to this place. Amen. And you are the one to point somebody and say, behold, the Acts Fellowship. Behold, this is the place for your deliverance, for your healing, for your miracle, for your testimony. This is the praise for your salvation. And he pointed, and not only the Bible said, one of them that followed him was Philip. And Philip also seen Natalia. Philip said, Natalia, come. We have seen the Messiah, the one that was spoken of old. We have seen him. I have seen the righteous. I have been to the right place. I went there to fellowship. Come, fellowship with me. Come. And then Natalia Philip just went. He didn't only call him and say, okay, Sunday, just he went and carried him. There are some people you must go and bring them in your car and bring them to church. And Philip went to Nathaniel and brought, he said, come, we have seen the Messiah. He said, can anything good come from Nazareth? He said, come and see. And when he came, he saw. And he said, I've seen more than what you told me. People outside there need you to carry the message of the gospel. And tell somebody, you must come and taste of the love of God. Of the power of the gospel. Of salvation, of love in this place. We must introduce somebody to our church. We must introduce somebody to the house of God. Come sit at the feet of this woman of God. And there are pastors here, there are men and women of God here that will lead you to the light. Let's carry the light to the world. If you're going to do that, say amen. amen. And so I urge you to rise up and look for somebody. Pick the phone, call somebody and say, all these empty chairs, all these chairs must be filled. I am going to point somebody. God, make me the John the Baptist. Behold the lamp of God. Behold the church of salvation. Behold the place where you must come. Pick your phone. Make a call. Somebody is waiting for you for his salvation, for her salvation. He said, go to the street and compel them to come. Let's go to the street and compel men and women to come to the house of God. And as we do that, may God compel somebody, a godly man, a godly woman, a godly person to come into your life. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord another crap offering. Hallelujah. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And now within a short time, I want to bring the word of God unto you as the Lord has led me. And I'm speaking shortly on the subject, rise up, let's build the house of God. Arise, let's build our Father's house. Rise up with me. Let the zeal of the Lord quicken us to build the house of God. Bible says in the book of John and in Matthew chapter 21, verse 12 to 14, in the book of John, chapter number 2, John chapter 2, reading from verse 13 to 17, Bible says Jesus went into the temple and when he went into the temple, he saw that there were merchandise and there were, there were, there were instead of 
them fellowshipping, instead of them rising up in prayer, the people have laid their table and they were selling and they were making exchange of money and the house of God was in disorder. And Jesus about said, he went in, overthrew the tables. He overthrew all their tables, all their character, all their lukewarmness. And Jesus said, for my father's house shall be called the house of prayer. My father's house shall be called the house of prayer. It shall be called the house of deliverance. My father's house shall be called the house of salvation. My father's house shall be called the house of miracle. My father's house shall be called the house of solution. This is what Jesus came. And Bible says that when he had overthrew the table and he had spoken to them, they remembered what is written that the zeal of my father's house has eaten me up. The zeal of my father's house has eaten me up. He had a great zeal. So much he said, my food, my business on this earth is to do my father's work and to finish it. Not to only to start, but to carry it to the end. To start and to finish. Amen. Most times we start something and we don't bring it to the end. But God is calling us to start well and to finish well. Why? Because Jesus is the author and the finisher. He's not the author and the middle. He's the author and the finisher. He's the alpha and the omega. The Bible says, for he that has started a good work with us, he will accomplish it. Amen. And if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in us, then we will start the work and we will finish it. It is our Father's house. So whatever God has called us to do, we will start it well and we will end it well. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. Good works. So God is calling us in the house of God to do good works. Everybody say good works. So that is why I came today to encourage you to do good works in the house of God. To encourage you to carry on the good works. Our mission, our purpose must be carried on. And you take people who are ready to do good works for God. Amen. And when you do good works for God, God will look for a way also to do a good work in your life. When you put your hand in God's work, God puts his hand in your destiny. If you can put your hand in God's work, God will put his hand in your destiny. He will put his hand in your children. He will put his hand in your marriage. He will put his hand in your life because your hand is in God's work. You cannot outgive God, like our mama said. You cannot, you cannot outgive, outweight, or supersede what God will do. Amen. All God is looking for us is to release our lamp. That he will release his cow into our hands. If you cannot release the lamp in your hands, don't expect a cow from God. If you learn to release the lamp, God will take your lamp and put a cow. How many of you can carry a cow? And so we are, we are missing so great. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, Hebrews 10, 24, he says, let us provoke, provoke one another unto good works, unto love and what? Good works. Say love, love. and good works. We must tell people to love the house of God. They must love the people of God. They must love our church. They must love our pastor. And do good works in the house of God. Amen. Then verse 25 says, Let us encourage one another into fellowship, not forbidding ourselves the gathering together of ourselves in fellowship. It means that we must always, you cannot, you cannot be absent on Sunday. I don't know how people do that. I don't know how people are absent on Sunday. I'll be sick. I must go to my father's house. You can't take Sunday from me. I must go to my father's house. Let's provoke one another. 
Let's support the work of God. So I'm urging, I'm challenging all of you to rise up and stand up. Put your hands in God's work. Support God's work. Stand with the woman of God. Stand with the people of God. Stand with the church. Stand with the vision. What can I do? How can I keep pushing? Accelerating this vision. What can I do? God, what can I do for this vision of our fellowship to run faster, to speed up? Please, if you cannot speed up the vision, don't put your, your feet on the brakes. You sometimes, some people cannot press the accelerator and, accelerator and they, they are putting their feet on the brakes. So I pray today that anyone whose feet is on the brake is being removed. So we can run faster to our vision. Hallelujah. And so, what can I do? How can I be a solution? Everything that God created was created for a solution. Some will come and look. Some will come and spy. Some will come and run through it. But some will come and stay. And say, what can I do? How can I be a solution? First Chronicles, let's look at the word of God. First Chronicles. First Chronicles. My mission today is to stir you up. That's what God sent me to do for this good work. Is to stir you up, to rise up, to lift up the hands of our vision, our mission. To lift up the hands of our pastor. To stand with her, support her. And say, as long as God has called me in this house, I will be a supporter. And lift her up of this ministry. Hallelujah. And as you are lifting God's own, God also is using his finger to sustain you. And who God lifts up, no man can bring down. First Chronicles chapter 29 and I read quickly because of our time. My beloved, let me know when it's 10 minutes. Okay, alright. I want to be obedient. It's already 10 minutes. I don't know why I said that. I should have waited some time. First Chronicles chapter 29 First Corinthians chapter 20, and I read from verse 1. Furthermore, King David said to all the assembly, to all the congregation, King David said unto them, Solomon my son, whom alone God has chosen, Solomon my son, Solomon my daughter, Solomon my beloved, whom alone God has chosen is yet tender. But the work is great. And the work is big. But the work is not for man. The work is for who? For God. Hallelujah. David gathered the church, the assembly of the people, and David said, Solomon, whom alone God has called. Solomon is yet tender. But the work is great. The vision is great. So we need people to come and support the vision. The vision has been committed into Solomon, but Solomon cannot run it alone. So Solomon needs people to stand with him, to support and to build. Solomon needs the pastors, the leaders, the congregation to stand with him. Pastor Angela needs the pastors, the leaders, the congregation, everyone to stand to sustain her. Because our mission is one. Our goal is one. It's about how we get there. It's not about who gets there first. For God has called us to complete and not to compete. Amen. So we are going to get there by offering all our support. Solomon, who alone God has called, is yet tender. But Solomon will need all of you. Solomon will need your abilities, your gifting, your love, your support for this mission to stand. And so God is depending on you. 
And David said, yes, I have prepared all that is needed. The gold, the silver, the wood, the timber, everything. But I need you to stand with Solomon. And church, God needs us to stand with the woman of God. God needs us to support in prayer. Show our love. And I thank God so much. And God is my witness. And I've been talking with, speaking with her ever since day one. And she's been telling me of the wonderful love. She never expected the support, the love that she's experiencing. And that is giving her that grace to stand and to go forward. May God Almighty from heaven show you grace for the love you have shown here and the support. God come down from heaven and hear you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, God is calling you to stand, to support, to build the house of the Lord. And how can we do this? We can do that by, by igniting the zeal of the Lord, the love of God, the passion of God in us. Amen. We cannot sleep. We cannot sit down. We cannot watch others doing it. No, I want to get there to the battlefield. I want to make things work. I want the church to go forward. God, use me as a solution. What can I do? Bible says that God called Moses to lead the people of God. God called Moses but Bible says that Moses was just a man. So God had to prepare some other people to stand with Moses. Because Moses, although Moses took them from Egypt through the desert to the Red Sea and cross, Moses was a man. And as a man, at a point, you become weak. So in Exodus chapter number 17, God, Bible said God chose two people, Joshua and Hor. Everybody said Joshua and Hor. Oh, say, God, make me a Joshua and a Hall in the house of God. Exodus chapter 17. Bible says, and God chose Joshua and Hall. Exodus 17, verse 8 to 13. And he says, go up to the mountain and hold the hands of Moses. So they had the hand of Moses. When Moses' hand became weak, they lifted, they supported. And Bible says, as long as Moses' hand was up, Israel won the battle. God rehearsed God told Moses, he said, Moses, in this battle, your hand must not come down. If your hand comes down, the enemy will prevail. So Moses, make sure your hand does not come down. And Moses heard God, but Moses was a man. Moses heard God that his hand must be up. And Moses' hand was up, but the flesh was weak. Moses knew that if his hand comes down, the enemy will prevail. But at a point, Moses became weak that the man could not hold up his hand again. So Moses' hand started coming down. And Joshua and Hor said, no, we will not sit down. We will not allow Moses' hand to come down. And Bible said that they held his hand up. They sustained his hand. Beloved, God wants you to sustain the hand of this mission. The hand of this vision. The hand of this church. You must sustain the hands of our pastor. It doesn't matter the grace that is upon her. She needs people around her to sustain the hand. If you can lift up a hand, we shall all win together. The enemy is one. And Jesus said, when an enemy comes into your house, he looks for the strongest man. And after he has conquered the strongest man or woman, then he attacks the rest. So if you don't, I tell people always, I say if you don't want attack on your family, pray for my family. Because if I'm conquered as your pastor, then he will enter into your house. But if you sustain my hands with prayer, the enemy cannot dare mess up without change. So God wants you to be the Joshua and the whore. And they sustain his hand. And Bible says when their hand became weak, they brought stone. And then they put the stone under Moses. And Moses' hand was held up. I pray for someone to be the stone that will hold the hand of our pastor, of our minister, of our vision. In the name of Jesus. May you be that stone, spiritual stone, physical stone, financial stone. May you be the stone that will release your gifting, your love for the house of God. That the hand 
of our pastor will stand strong. God is raising you up for a purpose and for a moment as this. Hallelujah. And so I am calling you today to be an instrument of solution. Instrument in your father's house. Let's build together. Let's put together, establish the structure and increase. We need increase. We need increase. Whether you like it or not, we need increase. We need to fill these empty chairs. God is not happy with us if we only come to church. God is happy with us when we are coming with somebody. We are pointing. Some of you are going out after, after, after service. You are thinking of which restaurant. Or some of you, you know already because it's where you take people to always. You know already where you're going to. But every Sunday, that is where, this is where we come to. This is our restaurant. You say, I am the daily bread. I am the bread of life. Let's point someone. Let's bring someone. Let's show this is the lamp of God that taketh away the sins of God. You need deliverance? This is the woman that God is using. You need hope? This is the woman. Come with your family. Pick a phone. Tell somebody. Come and trust God. Come to, come to excellence. Come. There are people that say, Timmy, here that can pray for you. Come for salvation. If all what we do ends here, we have no future. But what we do here must be taken out. That others may come to the light. Amen. So ask God, God, what can I do to sustain the hands of this mission, this vision of my pastor? Joshua heard they stood and they supported the hands. We thank God so much for all the support we have received from you. And I watch always and I send her messages. I said, go, pastor, you are doing great. Man, I follow her and it's like, ah, oh my God, don't finish, don't end. Don't end this thing. And she said, I, I want to end. Oh, the time is up. I want you. I said, don't end, don't end. We are here. We are looking at you. We need more of those. Hallelujah. If we that are far are enjoying and experiencing this grace, what about you that are seated at her feet. Church, we have something we cannot let go. We are blessed. We have a good church. We have a great passion. I sat down watching all that was introduced. It's all about missions, about people. It's about affecting life. That is what we stand for. Not all for myself, me, me, myself and I. It's about reaching out to someone else. So this is a good ground to sow your seed. This is a good ground to sow your seed. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you for that crappy. You can do it better for me. Do it better, do it better, do it better, do it better, do it better. Hallelujah. It's a good ground to sow your seed. And I say it again. It says in the book of Psalm, Psalm 112, Psalm 116 verse 12. Psalm 116 verse 12. It says, What shall I render unto God for all his benefits towards me? What shall I render unto God for keeping me awake, protecting me, redeeming me, favoring me? What shall I render? What shall I do unto God? Psalm 126 verse 5. Psalm 1, 2, 6, verse 5 says, He that sows in tears will reap in joy. He who sows in tears will surely reap in joy. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12 says, verse 31. Luke 12, 31. Let's read that one. Luke 12, 31. Let's look at what it says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. It's well-being. Seek first the house of God. Before you seek your own, seek God's own. Come to the man of God. Come to the church. What can I do? What is the mission? What is the need? What is the need? Where do we have to repair? What is broken? What must be? Where? What, where, where, can I, where can I show? Which area? Where is the need for now? Pastor Larry, is there any need? Is there anywhere you think I can show? Something I can do right now? 
And God looks at you from heaven. And God said, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. For I know that when I breast him, he will breast the house of God. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And it's well being. Seek first God's house. Seek first the things of God. As you are seeking God's own, angels are seeking your own. He says, so I will bless you not out of your work, not out of your education, not out of your business. He says, for I will bless you out of where? Zion. He says, for I, God, will bless you out of Zion. Zion is the house of God. Your blessings are deposited here. The joy of your marriage, the peace of your children, your breakthrough, your victory, your deliverance is on this altar. It's here. For I will bless you out of Zion. In verse number 34 of the same Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 12, 34, he said, For where your treasures are, there your heart will always be. If your treasures are not here, your heart cannot be here. Let me end with this. What you cannot give to, you cannot love. What you cannot give to. Pastor Daniel, if you cannot give to no Pastor Noja, you don't love her. What you can give to, you love. I remember years ago, years, years, years ago, 34 or 36 years ago, when I found my wife, we were in the youth, we were in the church, she used to be my Sunday school teacher. But it's a thing that somebody brought me to the church. And when I came, as I was entering, I came, oh, thank you for coming today. We love you. Uh, all the newcomers must go to the right for Sunday school, newcomer class. So I didn't want to go. So I was kind of shower. And then I saw that she was teaching, then I jumped there. <laughs> oh, you want to clap for me? You want to clap for me? You want to clap for me? Hallelujah. Then I jumped there, so that, I must confess from this altar. That is way back, almost 37 years ago. We've been married for about 34, honey, 34 years. Yeah, I think so. So, <laughs> I must confess that day when I sat down, all the things that she taught, I, can't re- I didn't remember one. I was just looking at her. <laughs> but you know, somebody brought me there. Hallelujah. Now, I thank God for the guy that brought me to that church. May God bless him. <laughs> if I had said no to him that day, or if I had gone to another church, I would have missed her. But that's the best gift God has given to me. Honestly, that's the best. That, I'm telling you, that is the best. I say it from all my heart, that is the best. So, somebody, you know, you know that a bishop... A pastor, an evangelist is out there on the street smoking weed. A missionary is on the street there. Somebody who must preach the gospel is on drug. Drugging his head out, waiting for you. Waiting for you. Ezekiel chapter number 3. Ezekiel chapter 3. I think I went there because I have not seen any sign, so I'm continuing. Thank you. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 3. I love, I love him so much. He doesn't care about the time. Ezekiel chapter 3 says something, and I want to end with this. But join me, we must build, we must be solutions, and we must be answers. And quickly, I'm going to give you some steps we are going to take quickly. But look at Ezekiel chapter 3. And let's read from verse number, let me get there for you. Quickly turn quickly to Ezekiel chapter 3. And then we'll be reading to end with it says verse 16 Verse 16, Ezekiel chapter 3 from verse 16. 
Now it came to pass at the end of the seven days that the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman over my house. I have made you a watchman over my house. Say watchman. Nahum chapter 2. We are not going to read it. Nahum chapter 2 verse 1 says, He that dashes, he that scattered, is come before you. He has come to scatter. God said, watch the way. Don't sleep. Mount your long strong. Fortify yourself. And in Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 6, he said, I have made you a watchman to watch the gate. Now look at what he says. He says this. Verse 70, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word of the Lord at my mouth. And give warning from me, from me, when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die. And you give him no warning, nor speak to warn him. The wicked shall die in his wicked way. To say, shall die in his wicked way. To save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood shall be required of your hands. His blood shall be required in your hands. Why? Because you left the wicked one to die in sin. And God says, although he will be dead in sin, I will require his blood from your hands. You know how many people in our families that God will require their blood from our hands because we never ever spoke to them about Jesus. You know how many people in our working places, our friends, our neighbors, we want to be politically correct. We don't want to cross into their territories. But we know they need Jesus. And we, we were silent. We never said anything. We never brought them to Christ. And they died in their sin. God said they would die in their wicked ways, but their blood I will require from you. So in these sister days, you can wash your hands from that blood. You can wash your hands from that brand by going out and introducing somebody to the best restaurant. I didn't hear amen. Amen, amen means I agree. So be it. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. And so you must go out and bring someone. And he says this. 90. Yet, if you want the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way. He shall die in his iniquity, but you are delivered. You have delivered your soul. You have delivered your soul. Talk to your boss. Talk to your friends. Show them the way to act fellowship. Tell them if they don't know how to put it on Google Map, you will drive there and pick them up. Hallelujah. But we must be solutions in the house of God. Hallelujah. Okay, my wife says, it means finish up, close up. So I'm, I'm going to obey her. I'm going to obey her. I'm very obedient to my wife. That is, that is one thing. Very, very, very obedient. I'm very obedient. Sometimes when I'm preaching, she's doing like this. I say, is it cutting my head or whatever? She says, finish up. It's like, if you don't end up, we go home, I cut your head. <laughs> But we need, we need to be solutions in the house of God. Write it quickly. I give five minutes. I promise you and I'm sitting down. Steps to build the house of God. Step number one. See the church as your father's house. In order for us to build a strong church, in order for us to stand with a vision and to make things work, see this church as your father's house. It is not man's work. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 1. David said, this work is of God and not of man. But yet let's start with Pastor Angela, the woman that God has chosen. I know we are doing it. She has told me a lot about what is going on, but we can do more. I said we can do more. Let your amen be above every amen. I love that. Step number two. You must have a heart and a burden to build. Have the heart and building to build. Right? Nehemiah chapter 4. You will read at home. Nehemiah chapter 4. 
verse number 6. He said, Nehemiah said, For we were able to build the house of God, to build the walls of Jerusalem, for the people had the mind and the heart to build. It doesn't take the multitude to build. It takes the few that have the heart, the mind, and the love for God to build. Let's build our church. Let's build our father's house. Amen. Amen. Point number three. We must pray for the church. We must pray for the church. Psalm 122 verse 6. Psalm 122 verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace. The joy. The well-being of my father's house. He said, for they shall prosper that love it. When you love the house of God, you prosper. Look, when you love the house of God, the things of God, prosperity will come out with you. Psalm 92 verse 13. Psalm 92 verse 13 says, For them that love God and dwell in the court of God, they shall flourish and prosper. They shall give birth even in their old age. They shall be green. And fat. But you see, I was telling my people, that word fat, we must talk about it. It's not the fat of being overweight. It's the fat of you having everything. You have peace, you have joy, you have everything. Enlargement. Everything you need. Because somebody came to me and said, Daddy, you always say we must exercise, we must uh, uh, take care of our diet and what we eat and all these things. So why is the Bible say we shall be fat? So you pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the harvest. Pray for harvest. In Matthew chapter 9, from verse 31, Jesus says, The harvest is truly precious, but the laborers are few. Lord, pray that I will be part of the laborers to harvest and to fill this house. He said, pray for God to send laborers to the field. You are this laborer in this six months. I have no right. I am a man of discipline. I discipline myself wherever I go to. I am a man under authority. And I don't, I, whenever I, anywhere I go to, I submit to the leadership. I don't carry my bishop to anywhere I go to. It's only in my church. So I submit to the leadership and even the members of this church. So I will not change the six months. I submit to your leadership for Pastor Angela. Whatever you tell me, I'll do. <laughs> he said, pray for the Lord of Harvest. Acts chapter 5. He said, and the church grew, multiplied, and was a revival. Pray for revival in this church. Acts chapter 5. Pray, God, when we gather, I want, let the fire of the Holy Spirit, let the anointing of God come upon the woman of God. Whatever she says, let it be signs and wonders. Let there be deliverance in our church. Let there be testimonies. Pray. Pray for the harvest. Pray for revival. Pray for Holy Ghost fire. Pray that we might see signs and wonders. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. He said, for this are prosper that loves it. Peace within your bodies and prosperity within your palace. Hallelujah. I love the word of God. I love God's way. Whatever God says, it is true, it is yea, it is amen. That I'm crying doesn't change God's word. Amen. You are still God. You are still God. You are still God. My tears will not change God's word. My joy will not change God's word. The day I am celebrating my birthday will not change God's word. He's the God of a good time. He's the God of a bad time. But who will not serve a God as this? Okay, now I hear. So, point number four. You must be motivated by love. Without love, everything you do becomes a force. But I would say, for the love of God constrains us. In the book of Acts, for the love of God, people came together. They supported the work. They supported the mission. They supported the apostles. They lay it at the apostles' feet. And the work of God grew, expanded, and increased. Church, I say it again from this altar. This is a good ground. This is a good ground to sow your seed. 
Let the love of God motivate you. Do whatever you do with love, with passion. Hallelujah. Step number five. Hold God's, God's work in one hand and your own work in the other hand. Don't drop the house of God and don't drop your own. Hold. You ha- I know everybody has his own challenges and his own problems. Sometimes I don't have time. You know, I can't, I, I can't do it because let somebody do it. Let Pastor Larry and the other pastors, let this person go there. I don't have time. I say you have time. You have time because God is sustaining you. If God takes time from you, you will have time to be on the sick bed. You have time. You have enough time to do whatever you must do for God. Amen. So with all your burdens, with all your personal problems, carry your problem with one hand and carry the house of God with another hand. Don't drop God's own. Why? Bible says in Nehemiah chapter 4, the people work with one hand and they had the sword in the other hand. We carry God's own with our own together. Amen. Amen. When you are planning your Christmas gifts and your uh, 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 how do you say those uh, those lovers day, what do you call it? Valentine, thank you. You know I gave you a gift. So <laughs> when when you are planning your Valentine and your Christmas, you must think of the house of God. You must Valentine God's house. Have you thought of that? If if whatever you love, you, you give a Valentine gift. So you don't give to a church because you don't love it. We need a Valentine gift in the church. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> we need a Valentine gift in the church. That on the Valentine's Day you come and say, This is my Valentine seed on the altar. For my love is on the altar. Amen. You think God, it will not touch God's heart? These are things that touches God's heart. Valentine gift at the altar. I'm not talking about flowers. <laughs> oh, chocolates. I, I love you, man. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. You can read it. The people who had the sword in one hand, they still did the work in the other hand. I have only three verses, then we are going. Step number six. You must do it as unto the Lord, not unto man. Whatever you are doing in the house of God, do it as unto God, not unto man, knowing that you are laying up treasures in heaven. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21. It says, whatever you do, make sure you are rich in the kingdom. Many people are rich on this earth. Jesus said, but in the kingdom, they are very poor. On earth, they are rich. They have properties, they have wealth, they are rich. They have everything. If even you take 10 million from the account, they will still not see it. Because they are super rich. But when it comes to the account of the kingdom, zero. And Jesus looked at it and said, so it is. For those who are rich on this earth, but they are not rich in the kingdom. You must position yourself to be rich in the kingdom. That when the books of life are open. He said, and their works shall follow them. So when they open your account in heaven, they will know that you gave to the mission, you gave to the vision, you supported in your tithe, you laid at the altar, and you did whatever you can do to make sure that the church, whatever they need, you have given. Amen. You must do it with love. When you love someone, when you cherish someone, you don't go to the shop and you are looking for a maid in China shirt. You look for a made in China. I want to buy a shoe for my wife. And then you go to a shop. All the shoes are made in China. And then you look for one. Uh, this one is cheap. Five dollars. Let me just buy it. And pass it. You see, your wife will not even enter the church. As she's coming, as the ushers open the door, the heel is broken. Because it's made in China. But if you buy made in America. <laughs> Hallelujah! Made in America. Strong, firm foundation. Very nice. The value of your love is determined by the pressure of the gift. 
But you see, love the giver. Love the giver more than the gift. And that's what we want to do. Finally, you must give cheerfully and give more than enough. Exodus 36. Exodus chapter 36. Okay. Give cheerfully and give more than enough. And finally, build a good work that will survive the test of time. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13. And lastly, <laughs> you only have to pray with the, sta- with the terms. You know, lastly, and uh, you just have to change them. Finally, last, they are all like, okay. You see, I copy. I learned it from Paul. He said, finally, brethren, he wrote another three letters. Okay, so lastly, and I, I promise you this one. You must ignore every Tobiah and Sabalat. In order for you to build well, ignore whoever will discourage you. Whoever will whisper into your ears. Whoever is not moving in your direction. They are called the Tobias and the Sabalats. You must ignore them and be focused on what God has put in your heart to do. It is about you. You will stand before God alone. It's not about all that are around you. It's me. God, I'm doing it because you have called me. This is what I want to do in the house of God. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 7. Ignore the Tobias and the Sabbath, the discouragers. The Lord help us. God give us grace. The Lord God Almighty give us the zeal to rise up and do great for the kingdom and for our Father's house. The Lord bless you. And let's give the Lord a crab offering. <laughs> hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Finally, I want to pray for all of you. And I sit down. I have been obedient. They gave me 12.30. And I'm ending at 12.24. I want to pray for all of you. I want to pray that as you put your hands in God's work, that God will put his hand in your destiny. That will make this work grow, expand, increase. We shall not lack anything good in this house. And as you purpose to do that, God will also make sure that you don't lack. Your children doesn't lack and your children's children doesn't lack. That whatever you need, he will provide for you. Because you have already provided for the house of God. And finally, we are praying for Pastor Angela. We say, God, more grace, more anointing, more boldness. Lord, upon her. Begin to pray. Let's lift up our voice and say, Father, we are praying. Pray, lift up your voice and pray for her. Pray. Let God hear your voice. Let God hear your voice. Let God hear your voice. Pray for the church. God, use me as an instrument. Father, use me as an instrument. Lord, use me as an instrument. Father, use me as an instrument. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for more grace for our pastor. We pray for more anointing. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that, Father, Lord, you shall anoint her in the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray, Father, for fresh oil. We pray, Father, for for fresh grace. We pray that, God, you shall cause men and women to rise up to be the Aaron and Hor of this house. We bless your name. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, let's do it better. Let's give a praise. I love the praise for God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.